Welcome back to D1 Rejects. Today we've got a uh, a pretty fun one for you. We've got we covered a lot of like traditional news. The last episode we did a lot on the Grand Valley and Ferris game. We did a lot of the NFL playoffs. Obviously had to play a little bit of a catch up because we took a little bit of a break. Lives get busy, things happen, ACLs get torn. These things happen. But we're back, and so today will be a little bit more of a, a little more of a layback episode. We got uh, a little bit of a different version of Jimmy Martin sitting in the right chair. Can you see all right with your hair in front of your eyes like yeah, that? Yeah, I was going to say, I probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> Ty's back. Best back in the nation. Ty's back in the nation and on the couch. Hello, doing? sir. Coach, how are we? Coach Bielma, how are you today? That's Funny. disrespectful. Funny. <laughs> That's crazy. Don't you don't see that? See don't you don't see like that. Him. Thank you. <laughs> not right now. Not right now, but I'm saying in 30 to 40 years, there's a good chance that y'all are just... And you'll be a head coach at Milford High. Yeah. <laughs> Le- leading the Mavericks to a state championship. Yes, I will. Are the Mavericks that's the mascot? It is the please, Mavericks. Please, okay. please gotta, screen record this, Trevor. I got to study up on that, but uh, Trevor leaves with us today. Um, taking Kate's spot on the couch. Kate had a little bit of a cheat code last episode. He was Bro. he was laying down. I think you're a little bit too big for that uh, that <laughs> yeah. maneuver that he was pulling off. It, how did it look in the camera? I, I I didn't really Pretty funny. You didn't you didn't watch it back, huh? I I didn't watch that part. I watched the interview with what's his what's his name and then yeah. a little bit after that. Soani. But um today's episode, like I said, we're going to have a fun Friday. Michigan Tech. Uh we'll start off with a little more traditional news in the GLIAC. A big one. Michigan Tech, they get a new head coach. Dan Metlack is stepping up from associate coach to be the head coach for the Huskies. We'll talk about him and what that position means for our rivals up north, Northwood and NMU, both looking to fill head coaching vacancies. Talk a little bit about both of those processes. Obviously, not going to go crazy in depth with those. Just want to do kind of an overall coverage and uh, see where they're at. But as far as the NFL scene is concerned, is Mike White the next face of the NFL? (laughs) These are questions that we'll ask ourselves today. Uh, Drew Brees got struck by lightning today. No way. Absolutely, he got struck by lightning. Is there a video of it? Yep, and we're going to watch it today on the podcast. Yep. Shut up, bro. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, he, he, no, no, they thought he did. He didn't, though. He's okay. They came out and said he didn't get what, struck by lightning. What, is he fucking lightning. Iron Man? <laughs> <laughs> Drew Brees, we will watch him get struck by lightning. Is he a golf and cart then or another, No. another week, he another big hat. Oh. Yes, it was on, it was on set, actually. So. Oh, teasing, oh uh, like dead ass, though. Like, it's not like, We're going to watch the video if you can okay. just hold your... Right. Thank you. Uh, another week, another big hat. This time it's Josh Allen with the uh, Thursday Night Football hat. That is now the Buffalo Bills profile picture. We'll uh, check that out. And finally, on the college football side of things, the... Uh, college football playoff rankings came out. We had kind of talked and predicted what they were going to be kind of as expected as far as the playoffs go, but we'll still check in on those later and see what the CFP is looking like. Finally, though, who wants to stay in a Cheez-It-themed room? I would. You would? I eat Cheez-Its every, every time I work. What's your favorite kind of Cheez-It? Just the regular one. I bought two bags. Spicy, how I'm on. in on the Cheez-It snaps. The snapped? What about the no. grooves? I just, I just, are, I you just a, are you a grooves guy? I'm a big what about grooves? the smooths? No, don't do that. That's not real. It's not. No. <laughs> no. No. They're actually good pe- cheeses. So Joe, don't do that. Jalapeno ones. You know the jalapeno ones? I got them snapped in the pantry I've never upstairs. Seen those. They're good. They are good. Oh, I can't say that. Um, but that's that's it for. Uh, you dropped the f bomb earlier, and now you can't say bitches. <laughs> oh, okay. give, me, give me a give me a box of cheeses. They're gone. <laughs> That's it. Uh, Overview-wise for the podcast, we'll get into that. But as always, you can watch this episode on YouTube if you are. Hello. Don't forget about the timestamps at the bottom of the video. If any of those things sound remotely interesting, you can take that little red ball on the uh, play finder there and just drag it along to whatever you want to listen to and get the hell out. Otherwise, you can listen pretty much anywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. Follow us on Twitter at D1 underscore Rejects and on Instagram at Division One Rejects to see highlights from the show. 
Fellas, let's start with the GLIAC. Dan Metlack takes over for the Huskies. Uh, they chose to not re uh, renew, excuse me, Steve Olson's contract. He was the former head coach for Michigan Tech. And now, as you'll see here up on the graphic, we've got pulled up. This man, Dan Metlack, is going to be the 17th head football coach at Michigan Tech. What were the uh, reactions from us? I mean, at knowing a little bit of the structure of their program, obviously I know some guys on the team up there, this was a pretty obvious ascension for Dan. Uh, I had the pleasure of being recruited by Dan for a bit coming out of high school, and he is just an awesome human. So this is, I think, a really easy pick for the Huskies moving forward. I mean, yeah, he's been in the program for what now? How many years? He's been on the staff since 2017. So, so. what, five damn near six years? Yep. I mean, good guy, good morals, so good for them. Yeah, 100%. And it'll be, you know, kind of, I don't want to say business as usual for the Huskies, but I feel like this is just kind of a continuation of where they've been at, right? You're not bringing in a new regime. You're not bringing in a whole new uh, culture shift or anything. So I don't think the adjustment period will be crazy for them. Um, from what I've heard from their players, there have not been any other additional coaching changes at this time. I do know that's a possibility down the road. Um, but, you know, it's just comparing it to our situation. I feel like not to, you know, that we're like, you know, I'm, I'm glad that I feel like we're making progress as a program and we're going to pick the right guy to lead us. But it would be nice to just have a guy in the back pocket to be like, yeah, we're confident this guy could just, you know what I mean? Just step in and not to say that Chewy's not that guy. We don't know. But um, for them, this seems like just such an obvious move. And I feel like the adjustment period will be almost nothing. So how yeah. do you think that is for them? I mean, you said it best. You, you, know, you don't got to bring a whole new – you don't have to shift the culture. You don't have to win the locker room. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you, they already – that guy's been there and solidified himself. So it's like – I mean, obviously we get it with Northern Attack. You yeah. Know, it's, but this is obviously a show where we talk about everything. So it's a great hire. It's <laughs> shit. Like, what am I going to say? It's a great yeah. hire. Fuck. And that's, I mean, that's, I just wanted to kind of elaborate on it more, but it's like the culture is something that they've had for years, right? And I think the highlight of what that shows in this, you know, those games that it's a one score game. If they're, you know, down, up, if the game's tied, like, Tech comes out and finds a way to win a lot of those games because they don't make mistakes. And I think that's the thing that we've seen when we play them year after year is that when we play games like that, we end up shooting ourselves in the foot. And who takes advantage of that more than anybody else is Michigan Tech. So they have the culture established now. Uh, the record under Olsen was below 500, and uh, that's something that they definitely want to get changed because you can have a good culture all you want. If you don't win games, Like you're not going to keep a job in college football. So that is um, what we'll start out on. But now moving on to some of the other schools, another GLIAC school, we'll talk about ourselves a little bit at Northern. Like I said, we're not going to go super into deep coverage about it, but us and Northwood actually announced the departure of our former head coaches two hours apart. Hmm. If you remember, we came out of that meeting uh, when Coach Nesham announced that he was resigning. I pull up Twitter, and it was literally like, it wasn't even two hours. I think it was like, 15 minutes. Sorry, I don't know why I said two hours. I think it was like 15 minutes apart, like the announcement. There was back-to-back -back on my timeline. Like right here was Kyle Nystrom announces resigning, and then here's Leonard Haynes out as Timberwolves head coach. Like bang, bang. So we're in a very similar position as far as the hiring goes for Northwood. Now the one big difference is that we have an interim in Dylan Chimura, who has taken over the reins here in Marquette and is uh, – you know, just keeping the guys together and, and doing his best. And obviously he's going to be one of the candidates for the head coaching job. because That's something that he wants to pursue. Um, Northwood elected to not have an interim coach. They are also expected to announce their coach before winter break. Holy shit. So that turnaround time is, again, you hope you get the right guy, obviously for our program and for theirs, but that turnaround time is incredible. I mean, that's so short. To be able to, to have the job posting, to put together a committee, to, you know, 
talk to these people, review resumes, review documents, all that, and then finally bring in candidates and make a final decision as an athletic director, that is a very short turnaround time. And I'll be the first to say I, I would not wish to have that position and do all that shit. No. Could you imagine? I mean, there's also a rewarding part of it. You were hired the right guy, and you're a freaking genius, so. It's kind of like being an NFL GM, right? right? You draft the right guys, and all of a sudden you've got job security for a while. If right. you don't, the pressure's on you the next draft to, like, get a playmaker. Yeah, Bob Quinn. <laughs> Pansy. <laughs> um, but I wanted to ask you guys is, I know Northwood is in the, the GMAC now, so a little bit of a different scene, but uh, what is it that makes our league so attractive for outsiders looking at our opportunity and say if tech had posted the job publicly, which they did not um, for an opportunity like that, talk about just like the competition, but what is it really about this league that I feel like has, has people just swarming to it um, and trying to get a job at one of these teams? Cause you're just playing, you plan in the best, in the best conference. And it's not really, it's not even close when you look as to when teams in the GLIAC play teams from other conferences, it's typically the same result with the GLIAC winning those games. And it's like bottom tier GLIAC teams going and beating some top teams from other conferences and or mid-tier teams beating the top teams from another conference. Yeah, handily. Saginaw and Indy, is that kind of what like, you're thinking on that you one? Know, yeah, And Davenport going first game. To nobody Truman. knowing who Davenport is, and they going to beat Truman first game. Like those kind of things. And you just know week in, week out, you playing the best. You're going to have Grand Valley and Ferris at the top every year. Mm-hmm. Regardless, a down year for each for each of those teams is a loss. Maybe two. Yeah. I'm going to say a down and, year is just like not making a run in the playoffs, and, right? And you're going to have a, a, a third and a fourth team who not too far behind where their only losses are GV, Ferris, and whatever One team, team is yeah. fighting with them. Yep. You know? And then you got teams, even the, even the, the lower tier teams where – Every every game is not a cakewalk. You gotta you gotta treat everybody with the same respect because you can lose at any point during the you know like Davenport was undefeated and they was gonna lose to Wayne State until they made had to come game back in that fourth quarter, yeah, final seconds. So it's just knowing that you playing the best ball in Division Two, and that could be a quick like a quick. Not saying some people don't want to come here and and have a you feel me coach here for forty years, but some people have aspirations. That could be something that could really jumpstart your career. Yeah, like something on a resume, right? I feel yeah. like GV coach probably going to go to Western Michigan. Mitchell, you're talking about Mitchell? Yeah. Mitchell? yeah. Okay. Just because it's like, now you go FBS. You go from Division two to FBS. Don't nobody want to coach? I ain't going to say that. I don't know what his heart want to do. <laughs> but like, or Ferris coach. Hey, whatever you either opinion, one, man. Either care. one of them, I feel like they're going to be probably top candidates for that Western job. Any. Any job in the MAC, really? Let me talk about too. Those are two guys that are already super familiar with Western Michigan, with uh, Grand Valley and Ferris, both on the western side of the mm-hmm. state. So, um, you know, the area is familiar to them. Obviously, the recruiting, like when you get to that FBS level, not as much of your recruiting comes from that local area. You're going to outsource to a lot of different areas and let your coaches do a lot of that recruiting for you. But mm-hmm. still, it, it helps certainly to have someone familiar with that area and the dynamic of you know potentially the university there. And then like. So say say they both go take a job at an FBS level. Yep. Think about the coaches that they would that Ferris and GV would bring in. Just due to that, they would be bringing OCs from maybe FBS schools. Yeah. OCs, DCs, coaches from FBS schools. Anybody, bro. Yeah. To come coach at Division <clears> Two. <throat> yeah, to be the head guy. You're saying. Yeah. Yep. Hundred percent. Like, agreed. And that's like a testament to just how 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 ball is played in the GLIAC. 
SEC of D2? For sure. For and sure. I don't even know if it's a Big Ten. Really? Yeah, I think it's like it's, it's us and then everybody else. It's the GLIAC versus the field every year. I like that. I like that. And obviously you have teams that go we and gotta, make runs. We got to do that right? shit, bro. Uh, we, have, we have teams that go and make runs from other leagues. But like you said, like year in, year out, you know you're going to get a couple teams from this. We got yeah. Bama. We got Bama. And we got Bama and Georgia. Yeah. And every couple of years, we got a Florida and then a Texas A&M and a LSU and an Ole Miss and ACC game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so uh, I, I, I think, think you're right. I think it's a great comparison because you got a team, close. you got a, a mid tier, right? You'd call like those teams are like mid tier right now in their stage of their programs mm-hmm. that all of a sudden they go out on the road and get some big wins and all. And, you know, their only losses are in an SEC championship against a Bama or a Georgia or during the regular season when they play those teams. I feel like they got to get rid of the regions. If yep. it was no regions and it was just a, a a bracket, it would be GV versus Ferris in the championship. That's a very interesting point because, yeah, you have a lot of talent, especially in our region, This whatever the super region it our is. Our region but, was loaded. I mean, Northwest Missouri State, and then you look at um, Pitt State as well. Like, these teams are GV, ridiculous. I'm, I'm, we already talked about GV talking and Ferris, about, we so talking I'm about talking like, about. You feel me? Those those both undefeated teams. Yeah, yeah, and you saw those games. That you play in the second round. It was 13-8. to eight no, and, yeah, thirteen yeah, to 13 eight and, and 14, 17. fourteen to seventeen against at one point who are the number one and two teams in the country in GV and Ferris and they barely squeaked by at home. Both of them were at home and had they had that small of a so margin. Like, does of victory. it even get harder? You know, after Ferris. And GV? That's a good question, and that's an argument that's made for a lot of things. I think a great example of that too is we can go over to like the women's soccer world. Like GV is a powerhouse in women's soccer. They've won I think like four of the last five national champions. It's something absurd. It might not be that many, but it's something absurd. So. When they were upset by Ferris in, I believe, the second round of the playoffs this year, guess who's all the way to Seattle in, like, the national semifinals? Yeah, Ferris. Ferris. Because they beat the juggernaut. Not to say that every game after that is a cakewalk. These are still playoff teams, but you're not playing the Alabama of D2 women's college soccer. So, I mean, that that's probably the best analogy I can make. So, it'll be really interesting to see after this game, you would hope that whatever team comes out on top it's can like, just make It's like run. Michigan beating Ohio State. So, now they got to go play Purdue in yeah, the Big Ten Championship. I think that's, that's a good example, too. Now, we'll Unranked Purdue is a different animal, And then though. TCU. And then, then you get to, like, the Georgia. So then... TCU's a legit team. I don't whoever whoever wins on Saturday in Allendale is going to win the national championship. I'm with that. I would 100% agree. I'd like to see that. I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I 100% would. Now, on the flip side of where we were starting with the coaching thing, what... If you're a head coach, you're a head coach, right? Put the put the head coach headphones on now. All right, bet. You're a head coach. What would hold you back as a coach potentially coming to Marquette? Shit, um, recruiting is going to always be hard. Yep. Trying to sell kids to come up here. That would be the hardest thing. But I don't think, like, nothing. But for every, like, all right, recruiting is hard, but we play in a dome. You'll never be cold playing football. Yeah, I feel like for every for every disadvantage, there's something that we goes with advantage. it. We got an advantage. You could almost turn Mar- Marquette, exactly. Marquette, is, Marquette is very unique. There's so much opportunity. Yeah. That's well, so I, It's I, so untapped, too. I've like, never, the potential is I've, so untapped. I've never been, like, anywhere like Marquette. This is truly like a different space. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you can get a kid up here on a visit. And fall in love with it. Especially during the right time of year, too. Every right? every time. Yeah. And think about when we bring kids. Typically, it's in the winter. Imagine mm-hmm. if we was bringing kids on visits in the summer. Yeah. And, and at the beginning of the fall. Mm-hmm. That's that's like that's something that a kid had never. Like my little brother. He came up here in the summer. He had never forget that. Mm-mm. After that, it was over with. We're out here cutting a promo. Congrats. Congrats. It didn't though. matter if Alabama. Congrats it didn't First matter if Alabama. Yes, sir, baby. Here we go. Both the King brothers, man. King, man. Man's on the Kings. But like that's like that's real though. So like I feel like 
the hardest thing would, like I say, would be recruiting, trying to yep. get kids to come all the way up here because we are in a, a unique area in America. <laughs> yeah, it's a very mm-hmm. nice way of saying it. It's a very nice way. Outside of, saying of that, you feel me? It's no, it's no different from any other program. Is if you got to go get kids, you know? Yeah, and I feel like it ain't, it ain't necessarily that hard to recruit. And I feel like I ain't even gonna go there. Next, next person. Next person. Yeah, I ain't even gonna go there. Oh, okay. So, Cade. We talked about it a little bit in the intro. You really didn't. You didn't see this video, huh? No, I'm not going to tell you to see it. Drew Brees was struck by lightning. Thankfully, we've gotten reports that he has miraculously survived this lightning strike. But we are going to watch firsthand here the lightning strike that uh, may have taken out. Is this the a big joke or something? Saints like, quarterback. No, We're going to take. Let's check out the video here. So Drew's on set shooting a promo with this uh, points bets USA, and uh, here we are on set. Little BTS, a little bit of a storm brewing there, and. Holy shit. Took him out. I'm telling you. Long live Drew Brees. That shit's bro. all fake, bro. It took him out, dude. You're not buying it? First of all, it didn't take him out. He literally, did you see his Instagram post today? I did not see his Instagram post. He said, I'm fine. And he said some joke about <laughs> that he's wearing Falcons color, so that's why he tried to get taken out. Something <laughs> like that. That's what he said? Yeah. <laughs> Take one more look at the actual strike. This is fantastic. The shaky footage. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is awesome! How do they come up with this shit? Dude? So I will say, like I said, this was a a marketing piece for Points Bet USA in a video where they're showing him being struck by lightning. I don't even know if the actual set is even being used for any type of commercial. I, don't, I think it's probably just a whole ruse yeah. for just this specific video. And I don't know about you guys, I applaud this. I think this is I mean, awesome it's got like, marketing. What, Three million views. It's cr- Twitter is has been buzzing all day about it. Um, and I think this is just a win. For them, yeah. and it, it has to have worked in their favor. W yeah. marketing team. W marketing team. W's in the chat. <laughs> but yeah, I thought this was, I thought this was awesome. Um, Drew Brees. What is he? I thought his next rumored like phase of life was to be getting into the sports casting game. Right? I don't like, know that I, he might come back, dude. Do you think he's gonna come back and play? No, he's he no. done bro. Playing. Any team that would take Drew Brees is clown. Exactly. He, was, he could clowns. not throw well his last he too, year. Right, he's too old. He ain't got no arm left. Yeah. Yeah, so like he's... he's now, what if that lightning somehow rejuvenated it? He comes out, he's slinging these electric rocks. Maybe that's all part of it. It's, it's part a, of the comeback story, maybe. That's what you're saying. Yeah. Shit, good. <laughs> um, we told but, you here first, it does. Exactly. Um, but... I did, at least. On a much not more serious note, uh, we said it in the beginning... Is Mike White the future face of the NFL? Bro, no. Can he no. keep up this rate of play? This graphic would argue that potentially <laughs> he can. <laughs> Building the best possible quarterback in the National Football League. Accuracy. Oh, Mike White's accuracy. Mike White's arm strength. Mike White's passion. Not being Zach Wilson, I That's think, is actually a really key part of this. Pointed at the towel right there. I would have to definitely point to that to being a, a very critical part of this graphic. Um, do you Can you find any faults in this graphic whatsoever? The silence speaks volumes. I mean, <laughs> is that fair? I mean, we got to be for real at some point. The only truth. I, I'm, I'm obviously like, you know, no, it's I, I know, I know yeah. but like, is and I feel, I feel bad though, because in the NFL, you see it a lot, bro. Like people have great first years. Yeah. You feel I me? Mean? He only started a couple games last year. Yep. And then, so don't nobody have no film on him for real. You can't pick up tendencies, not in a week, not in professional football. Yep, agreed. So it's like, he probably going to have a, a solid a solid season. The Jets probably get in the playoffs, and they're going to be like, Mike White, our guy. 
Yeah. And next year is going to be Mac Jones all over again. What is Mac Jones doing this year? Not I mean, he's got lot. fat Matt as OC. His so OC he can't Matt Patricia. Matt. So, I mean, Orlovsky's calling him for him, to, calling for him to take a trade out of New England at this point is really what's like the public campaign has been. Mac, Mac Jones is doing a bunch of nothing. Did you England. see him last night? Did you see how frustrated he was? He Stop looked like reading. Mahomes in the Super Bowl running around, dude. Oh, well, not, not, no, okay, not saying, you, not thank saying, you, thank you. not saying. I'm like, yeah, that was my reaction. I'm saying, to that like, the, the shit he was doing, like, just running around and being nothing what Mac Jones okay. has done ever was just ridiculous. You're just saying, yeah, he wasn't getting any, the was there was no protection. Like this, yeah. Like, in circles, basically. Yeah. Um, but back on, back on white here, right? Back on white, back on this hilarious graphic. Whoever put this together, kudos to you. I think that, that was just funny as hell. Um, but the thing with him, we talked about him last week. Threw for 315 and two tuds against the Bears. But you said, let's see him do it against another opponent, oh, right? Bears. This week, going against the Vikings in Minnesota. Next week, they're going to Buffalo to play the Bills. If you come out of these next two weeks and you've got a respectable stat line, I think we don't have to crown him, but we can at least add a little bit of respect to his name. Could you agree? No, uh, I, I, I respect him just for because it's not easy being an NFL quarterback. But yeah, 100%. but like people right. is like it's some people who like delusional though. Yeah, yep. agreed. For real, for real, you know. And it's like he had a he had a decent couple games, like. But you can't. We you live, can't crown him. Like you can't crown him right now. We can't yeah. be like, oh yeah, Mike White one of the best quarterbacks because he threw for three hundred <laughs> on the Bears. I threw for three hundred on the, the Bears. Bears. <laughs> you know, he played. He played Minnesota. Minnesota really ain't got that good of a defense. They really don't. But, but it's going to be a good game yeah. because in Minnesota offense is so good, you got to keep up with them. You know, and in Minnesota too. So um, you're playing a little bit. I guess New York. You're playing in some conditions. School. Yeah. School. How you gonna deal with that? We gonna see. Is it indoor in Minnesota? Yeah, they got a dome. Yeah, it's on me. This off topic, but I was thinking about it. Do you guys see when? uh, I think it's is it Ditka who does the Sunday night countdown like right right before the game? Oh, it's not Ditka. It's uh, I don't think. Boomer, uh, it's Boomer. Boomer's eyes, and, and he, they're doing like the, all the games right before the Sunday night game. Is oh, like, oh yeah, the, the oh, greatest. <laughs> what got, made you think of that? I don't know, but we got to get a video compilation of him doing that, like in these episodes, <laughs> dude. It's so funny. We definitely get sued. We definitely so get sued. Um, but to finish on the Mike White, that? to finish on the Mike White piece, um, my other question for you guys is: Will these next few games determine if Zach Wilson sticks around in New York? What if they do come out and endorse? Mike White as their starting quarterback is Zach Wilson the type of guy that would fold and be like, "Get me out of here! I need to go start somewhere." Yes. Yeah, they'll, they'll trade. Yeah. They'll trade Zach Wilson. He'll get out ASAP, dude. Already, he's, he's, well, he's, he's, so, he's so he's so oh, young. Yeah. He's so young, and he'll be he'll be worth a lot. He's a second pick, and regardless, like it's not that like it's little stuff that you could fix with him. You know, you think so? Yeah, when you watch it, it's little stuff. Him not pulling the trigger on easy throws. Yeah, you know, running around and not. Throwing the ball, not throwing the ball down the field and just running out of bounds for loss of yards. Like, that's little stuff that you can fix if you get them in a good system. It's like, who would be a team? You oh, that was my next question, actually, is who, if you're Zach Wilson, what team are you going to want to go to? Panthers. Like, right, that would be – but I feel like the Panthers? The, no, the Panthers will want to draft a quarterback. They tried that trade. The Broncos? <laughs> the Maybe. Broncos. Look at this shit. You know what I mean? Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> who could want a quarterback? Look at this shit. Huh? Who? What? What teams would would need a quarterback? You could go to the Broncos, dude. For real, oh, I know the Broncos. Maybe the Raiders. The Broncos have Russell Wilson for like four more years. Der- Der- yeah, Derek they put Car- too much money Raiders, into him. Derek Carr for Zach Wilson. Raiders. Raiders. Actually, it could be conceivable. I think. Derek Carr for Zach Wilson. Either. Seahawks. Geno Smith is old. Yeah. yeah, that's not. Yeah, he's playing great. Even if you go there and sit behind Geno for a little bit and then take over the reins. 
I know Zach. Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll taps into his potential. Houston, Tennessee, they'll, they'll maybe. Quarterback though, dude. They want Indy. Yeah. Indy. Indy's it's a, not bad. It's a, it's a couple teams. Who are, Detroit. Yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah, I'm, just kidding. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't even put that into this world. Are y'all think Jared Goff better than him? No, but we're about to get Bryce Young. So. I mean, he is Emperor Palpatine. I don't even Sith know Lord. That. I was gonna say I don't even know what that. That's from Star that. Wars, man. I know, but you talking about I like I didn't hear what you had said. I'm like Emperor Palpatine. I thought you was like naming some medical condition he had. Is Emperor Palpatine? I was lost, bro. You, I don't even know what that means. Oh, we can we can leave that then. Say Sith um, Lord. <laughs> yes. Sith Lord. What? Um, we watched the video of Brian Robinson getting his big hat last week. And this, I have an interesting question for you guys on this one. This is Josh Allen following the win over the Patriots on Thursday Night Football. And check out that cap. So that one is sweet. So, and then one question I have before we get into the other thing I was going to ask: He has a hat on underneath this. Is that part of the hat, or is he wearing the large hat over his much smaller hat? No, nah, he's wearing a big hat over his hat. He is okay. Yeah. That's not that's his, a Bills cap. That's not yeah. Okay, that's not part of his actual TNF cap. He's wearing Diggs jersey. <laughs> is he? No, that's Fitzpatrick. Oh, it's Ryan, it's Ryan Fitzpatrick's jersey. He was wearing it during oh, warm really? ups. Yeah, that's sick. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But my question for you guys now is. A hat like this, that video from Brian Robinson came out on, it would have been Sunday. Bro, I was about to ask, his business is probably busting. Okay, so their business is up. 1,000%. Yeah. You know what? Good stat. I was about to give that stat. You beat me to it. Thank you. Um, He's he's absolutely right. The business went up over 2,000%, and I guarantee you it's even more right now. But the question I was going to ask you, the turnaround time from that Sunday to here, those guys had to have seen that video. Did they get a custom order and... What kind of fucking bird flew that thing over there so quickly? <laughs> Dude, that must know. have been like when you go and buy something online and they have the shipping options. Like, give me that bitch tomorrow. Yeah, he probably, <laughs> you know probably, what I mean? He probably got he probably got one day shipping. It's, probably, also, no, it's probably TNFs. It's not Allen's. Yeah. No, it is. It's, I'm not saying it's Allen's. I'm yeah. The call, production. Oh, I thought you were, I thought you were like, saying Allen. They called. They're like, this is the NFL. And he was it's probably like, holy shit, are you serious? Yeah, like, like it's, it's yeah, like Phoenix tomorrow. too. I don't know if you guys really talked about that. Yeah, no, I did not. Guys out of Phoenix, Arizona. You should have okay. bought him. We should have bought one when it was like, the expert on this. Guy. Yeah, I know. I didn't know. I was, did, I did you talk to him yesterday expert. or something? <laughs> I actually called him up. Yeah. Get some NMU one. So, as so I was going to pose the question, I think the hats are like 75 a pop. Should I buy a D1R one? We can hang it in the studio. We have the helmet. We, Do we like need a, the we big put hat. Like a shelf right here and put the hat on it. I wish I, I don't, can't really show that. I can't. I don't have the camera set up to show over there, but we could. I don't know. I, was, I could just wear it then. I was thinking about it. I don't know. I think it might, it might, I just don't know how long this fad is going to last. How long do we think the big hats are going to be around? As long as we make it last. Um. So it's this football season. College football season is almost over. High school season is over. So in college football year, doesn't get over till after New Year's. We got over a month left. Talking t- about for the majority of people. Okay, fair. So, so you think after football it wraps up? Nope. It'll go through next football season. Through next football season, yeah. So you're saying what you're saying is I should invest. Yeah, it's just like it's just like it's just like the gritty. <laughs> Justin Jefferson do the gritty in like week this four versus the gritty. Justin Jefferson do the gritty in like week four. You feel me? Yep. Now the very next football season, everybody's doing the gritty. Is it ridiculous to to say that the gritty is potentially still on the up, or has it has it summited? No, it's definitely it's, no, it's on the decline. It's right here. plateaued. Yeah, it's right yeah. here. Dude. I think plateau is an okay statement. Yeah. I, don't, TikTok, I don't think it's declined. No, no, it has, bro. TikTok is taking over the world. So everybody doing TikTok dances now. I did a TikTok dance when I scored. 
You know what I'm saying? Yes, I did. He did. Against Saginaw. I was shaking my hips. It's taking over the world. Even the best back in the country is doing it, On the On the screen pass? No, on a run, fool. It was on that long run. Yeah, that 80-some yarder. I forget the exact. Yeah, it was some some crazy some 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 that's some that's not normal, you know. Something <laughs> that not everybody be doing, you know. Yeah, but um, I think it's a bold. I think it's a bold take. I for for one would not be upset if these big hats stuck around. I think it'll go in the next season. Every college football, t- I ain't gonna say every college football team, but like you're gonna see, it's just like the turnover chain. Miami had the turnover chain. You know that might the actually next, be a good comparison. The yeah. next year, not everybody got a turnover. Blah blah blah. Teams is gonna have big hat. Are oh, you you you? You got a pick? Come put on the Texas A&M turnover hat. Yeah. Or go, like, they were, like, like the cowboy, mini types baskets. Big or, like, yeah, like, like, go throw a dunk down or, like, right on a board or something. It's gonna, it's gonna everybody be, have one. It's going it, it, to Everybody going to have a big hat. I'm, you know what? And if they do, I'm here for it. Yep. I'm absolutely I good like for it. I like the big hats. Um, little bit more serious news. Uh, no longer talking about big hats. Sorry. But uh, Kyle Pitts. I don't believe we've talked about him too much on this show. Well, the mean, 22-year-old tight end has... About. Exactly. That's what I was getting into. The 22-year-old tight end has obviously struggled this year quite a bit, especially for fantasy owners that picked him up and were yep. vastly disappointed by his performance. It's not even um, his fault, though. That's the crazy part. That, I was going to say, so there's obviously two sides of this. And I'll let you get into it. I won't you know, keep talking, but I'll let you get into it. It's not obviously all on him because he's been called the unicorn of the position and been one of these guys that we thought was going to revolutionize the position of Highest tight end. Highest drafted tight end ever. There you go. So... Ty, tell me why. So me drafting Kyle Pitts with my second overall pick in the draft. What? I'm th- it was a 16-man league. Man! Though. It was a 16-man league. I had the first pick. So he oh, was really so like second, second round, slash third. Yeah. Okay. I thought you meant like second overall, oh, bro. No, That's what playing. I heard, too. No, stop okay, playing. Thank you. So for listen. Actually, before you before you get into that, can we right, put up the I, I show the picture up here. Yeah, I probably should it. watch the picture. But here's watch the tweet the from the sorry, we should check out the picture. My bad. Words are hard. Uh the Atlanta Falcons, they say the road. The road back begins. They tag Kyle Pitts. This is day one from Kyle Pitts' Instagram story. He's got that big brace on. I absolutely hate to see it. He tore his um, MCL. Yes, he did tear his MCL. So he will be. Uh, hate to see it, man. You know, it'll be it'll be a little bit of recovery for him. Obviously, a lot of football left in this guy's career. You see, he's uh, trending over he there comes, right now. When he comes back, they know they Aaron they, Rodgers. They were talking about he me- he messed up. Oh, you're right. Jamo is trending over there. But anyway, sorry, Ty. I didn't want to steal your thunder there. Go on and. Talk about why he's you know struggling to be successful in Atlanta and Bro, your fantasy draft. The Falcons literally just don't throw the ball. That's a very I'm good steady point. Checking, I'm steady checking like, bro, why is Kyle Pitts scoring five points? Why is he only getting – like I know Kyle Pitts. Mariota has like 18 pass attempts. Bro, I'm going I'm to pull the stats up right now because I have Mariota as a quarterback. Too. I'm like – So do I. I, I do too. I, I, picked, one league, yeah. I picked him up. I'm like, you know, you feel me? Maybe I could – he played decent. Because he, he getting a rushing, he getting rushing touchdowns. Stats. Yeah. And Trey Lance, he would decided to break his ankle, so I had to pick up somebody. <laughs> when you look at, I, had, I mean, I had, he decided to. When you look at Marcus Mariota passing stats, two fifteen, one ninety six, two twenty nine, one thirty nine, one forty seven, one twenty nine, one twenty four, two fifty, one twenty nine, one eighty six, one thirty one. 174. Very uncharacteristic of what the league has, you know, really become. He throws the ball, like, on average, probably seven. 18. 18 times a game, yeah. 18, 18 times a game. And half the time, it's like. Dump off. To he's Patterson. missing pits. Like, that's the, that's what I'm getting at. He's, Kyle Pitts laying, like, almost every game in targets. Did he really? It'd be like Kyle Pitts caught two of his seven targets. Yeah, that was like. Because he's just missing them. That's awful. Mariota's a really bad quarterback. I ain't gonna lie. Damn. Bro, I remember watching Mariota as a little ass kid on the couch. And, and I thought he was gonna be the greatest thing bro, since ever. Jesus. Ever. 
And it turns out he's just not that good at football. Wasn't it him against Colt McCoy at Texas? No, that you are drunk. <laughs> oh my God. Who? Colt McCoy played in like 2009. What about <laughs> Mariota? Jameis Winston? Oh, yeah. Yeah, my bad. Slime City. That's, uh, Colt McCoy. Mark Ingram played against Colt McCoy. The only time I remember watching. Julio Jones played against Colt McCoy. Bro, the only two quarterbacks I remember watching as a kid that really stuck out to me, like. As a as a child was Colt McCoy and Mariota, so I didn't know which one. Which what year were you born? Two thousand three. You were six years old watching Colt McCoy. Yeah, I had a must Colt have McCoy. made an impact. I had on a Colt McCoy jersey. That's number twelve. Crazy Texas. It's impressive. Impressive. <laughs> I couldn't tell you shit about Colt McCoy. You really could. You was you was rooting for him when he was playing in Mexico. You're, there you go. <laughs> I was. I certainly was. But. <laughs> but. That is uh that's the predicament. <laughs> he said shorty drunk. <laughs> that is the uh unfortunate current predicament for Kyle Pitts. And I guess we can move over to the college football side of things and look at the finally released college football playoff rankings, guys. We wanna start do we wanna start there? Sure. Okay, so I'll pull up the rankings here, it's pretty much as we expected. Um, we had talked about last week when the AP was already released, but the actual college football playoff rankings have not been released. So there you go. Georgia, number one, Michigan, two, TCU, three, and USC rounding out the four playoff spots. Now, Ohio State and Alabama, the first two out. Tennessee remaining at number seven, um, even without Hennon Hooker, is a pretty impressive feat. And I think really for me, it's not the season they wanted to have because they thought this could have been their year to actually make a run at it. And I, you know, you... With Hendon Hooker at the helm, I think they actually have a legitimate chance to compete with some of those teams. I mean, when you beat Bama, you always have a shot. Exactly. So I think, really, given that loss, a finish inside the top 10 for them and a big a big statement bowl win, a like New Year's 6 win for them, for a program like that would be, be huge for recruiting for them, too. Yeah. They've already won. I agree with that. I, I think they, take, they, I, you know what? I think they won when they put $20,000 inside of a McDonald's bag. Was that necessary to bring up? Now, oh, like I was saying, they had a re- they had a really good season. That was a previous. They, I was, let me can I just that was a previous coach. That's yeah. that's all in the past for those who didn't follow that situation. But it definitely did fucking happen. So yeah, definitely hundred <laughs> percent. They won. They won when they beat Bama, and then they got all the way boosted to number one in the country. Like there was like they could have lost every game here on out. It still would have been a successful season. I'd agree. Yeah. Well, listen though, I think I said it last podcast. If TCU and USC lose. Bama and Ohio State going to get yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. That's the predicament that we're at, though, right now. When you look at the records if TC, for these. If TCU, like, get killed, it's over with. TCU has Kansas State in that Big 12 championship, correct? If they, yeah. If they lose and Kansas close, State is a legit squad. Kansas State was beating their ass when they first played them. And then TCU came back at the end. And I just scrolled down a little bit to show our viewers here. Kansas State is currently at number That's 10. That's a good-ass game, so, dude. Top 10 matchup right there. If Kansas State beat the shit out, TCU... And USC just lose to fucking USC is gonna lose tonight. I'm yeah, they probably. Right I now. think they're gonna lose too. They don't, have, they don't have no defense. Has Utah correct? Yeah, they okay. don't play defense. And I mean, if you look right back at the screen, there's Utah. Utah at beat them 11. the first time. Utah though. did. Yeah. And so you know, you could really make that argument. Yeah. That's gonna be a good. Obviously, it's gonna and be it's a great in game. Vegas. That game gonna be crazy. Mm-hmm. But no, nah, I think USC gonna lose. I, I ain't gonna lie. I really want USC and Utah to lose, or not USC, USC and TCU to lose. Really? Yeah. Because then the best four teams in you the country in the playoffs. Time, yeah. I, I, mean, I, I get it. I totally get it. And you look at the records of these teams. Like, it'd be Michigan versus. It'd be Michigan versus Ohio State in a rematch. And Bama versus Georgia. We ain't get that this year. 
You're right. I, I can kind of get I can get behind that argument. I can see where you're coming from with that. And it's because I don't it's hard don't, because like TCU's twelve and 0, so like obviously they don't have a reason to take them out of the polls right yeah, now. For but sure. then a one loss TCU team Yeah like, lost at the wrong time. A one loss Ohio State and a two loss Alabama, like you're probably gonna get the boot for both of those teams I was considering watching, your strength of schedule. I right? was watching the Joe Clash show. You know who Joe Clyde is? I do. Yeah. Yeah, good dude. Got no problems with him. I like him. <laughs> Unlike some other people. He was saying he was saying he was saying he feel like if Georgia and TCU lose and Michigan, he say the top three, he feel like if they lose, they should still make the playoff. Really? He say because he don't feel that like I they can't... should be they should get penalized for qualifying for an extra game. And then that being a first loss the whole year is qualifying for an extra game that's not really on their schedule. I get that, but I can, kinda, I feel like I, I can understand G- it, but like – that's something that's been thrown around the last couple of years is, like, how much weight do the conference championships hold in these type of situations? Well, if they, if you I know, think, they're huge. I feel like the they got to hold the same weight as a week four game. Exactly. And I think, you know, if not more, right, because of the stage that you're playing on and the stakes that you're playing for, and I think that the precedent that has been established in these last five to ten years has said that these games mean a lot, and they really will – I mean, obviously they do because it's the last game really of the year for all these teams, a lot, a lot of these teams before the actual playoffs or bowl games. But – these games, considering the precedent that has been established, is really make or break for your team. And I think that you can't go against that because that's what's already been proven. Now, the one other piece I did want to highlight on the playoffs here, guys. Look at number... Okay, no, it's it's fixed in this one. So they got this right. AP had Oregon above Oregon State. And Oregon State just beat them. And Oregon State just beat them. Yeah, I just feel like, how? So you literally just got beat by them. How can they be better? Better. <laughs> thankfully, the playoff committee got this one right. Oregon State coming in at 15. Oregon at 16. Um, South Carolina at 19. That's got to be their highest ranking in program history, I would have to imagine. No. Uh, Bro, yes. no, South Carolina was just ranked, like, first in the country, like, Eight years ago. When Jadavion Clowney. Sorry, I'm talking no, in the, not Jadavion I'm talking in the playoff era. Oh, sorry, I should have I said that beforehand. I, I was going to say, they, you're right, you're I remember right. when they beat Bama, when they had Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, you're right. What's they've, his name? They've certainly had their years. I should have uh, prefaced Marshawn that Lattimore, with that. Yep. I think. They, I, Marcus Lattimore. It's Marcus Lattimore. Whoever. I mean, I should have prefaced it with that. But I, in the, in this college football playoff era, yeah, this has yeah, got to be highest, their yeah. highest ranking um, for those guys. Oregon State, too. I would agree with that, too, actually. They were ranked high last year. Um, yeah, but not that high. They're like, they like 15, 13. Um, Texas, Notre Dame, uh, UCF, North Carolina, Mississippi State, NC State, all guys that have, have made appearances in that top 25. So not other crazy surprises. Tulane, I think, is a is Damn. a pretty novel team and a pretty cool story to be in that position. I think Weren't you guys would agree with me on that one. Like two years ago? I thought they were. I and apparently they... They've, they've really switched things around. Where the hell is Tulane? Uh, Does anyone know? They went five and four. They went seven and six Louisiana. last year. Oh, Who did? My. Oregon State. He talking about they was. I right, like go two years ago. Last. Two years ago. Two years ago. <laughs> I say, bro. Two years ago, they were ranked. A couple Tulane years ago. Tulane is in New Orleans. Tulane's in New Orleans. Thank you. Two and five. It's nice yeah. having Trevor out here. All the stats and all these numbers. I'm thinking Oklahoma State, good. bro. Yeah, you're definitely thinking yeah. Oklahoma, not Oregon State. Yeah. Definitely, Oregon are. State is typically pretty. Bad I know. There's a, remember that ch- uh, show last chance. They too? do have the same colors, and Oklahoma State did have a really good year. I believe yeah. it was last year. Oklahoma so State, yeah, they yeah. Were, they're like five. Or something. Exactly, they were really yeah. good. Yeah, they was ass this year though. But then, oh, I believe <laughs> Oklahoma State was playing. Their quarterback was horrible. Yes, I, I believe Oklahoma State. State was playing. Was it Notre Dame in that bowl game last year? Lost that and cost them potentially a playoff berth. If yeah, I'm not they mistaken, they would have gone to the playoffs. What's that? It was Baylor. Baylor. No, it's the Oklahoma it State and Notre Dame were playing, I thought. Why would 
No, if they was playing in you the know, bowl game, you know that was the bowl game. They're right. You're right. That was in their bowl game. They were playing. Come Notre on, Dame bro. If you're gonna be game. talking about stuff, bro, get it right, man. This is what I be. <laughs> <laughs> no, they. I think they beat Baylor. I think Baylor was gonna get into the playoff. Baylor did get. People had made the argument that Baylor got snubbed. Yes. Yeah, Baylor was gonna get yeah. into the playoff, and folks slipped and failed like a hoe on like the two yard line. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Like you gotta have heart. You gotta be a man about it. You, I don't remember that. You can't go out like that. that, man. He slipped. He got tripped up and slipped and failed on, like the two yard line on a two point conversion to win the game. Oh my god! You yeah. soft. Like you gotta be a like you gotta be a man, bro. He ain't got. Was it high scoring? Yeah. He ain't had no heart in him. He ain't got no dog in him. I feel like it was like fifty five. He ain't had no. He ain't had no. I know. Yeah. He ain't had no dog. I remember in that him. now. <laughs> he ain't had not an ounce of dog in him. He bogus. He I ain't gonna lie. He, they should have cut him after that. <laughs> he should have got. I hope I'm gonna find his name and see where he, you what know, he's doing with his life. You know who's got that dog in him, Ty? Me. You know who's that dog in him? You. You do it. You got that. Dog. You got that dog. Okay. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna take that away from you. But something else got that dog in him is the four lucky souls. I get to stay in these rooms. Four college football players will stay in these, quote, feeling the cheesiest hotel rooms before the Cheez-Its two bowl games as part of an NIL deal. Fans can also enter to stay in a luxurious Cheez-It bed on the field. Now that's a clowned che- out. <laughs> Cheez-It bed on the field. This, I believe, is just a rendering of the room that does not look like an actual picture of it. Um, from my angle here, am, am I correct in saying yeah. that? Yeah. Yes. This is so um, cheesy. I will. Oh, it was <laughs> Oklahoma State. It was Oklahoma State. There you go. There's two different renders. I got them pulled up here now. But this is a real. This is a very real thing. All part of an NIL NIL deal. Excuse me from Cheese It. Um, who has been, I believe, a pretty big sponsor of the college football playoff for the last couple of years. Correct? As of late, yeah, yeah, they have been. So this. I mean, it's not coming out of nowhere, I guess, exactly, but still, what the hell? Remember Who last year what they this? did with the Cheez-It Bowl? They had the, at they had the end thing, of the game. They had the Gatorade thing full of cheez And they dumped the Cheez-Its on the coach. You know what's even better than that, though, is the Idaho Potato Bowl, where they have the Potatoes. French fries and things. And yeah. I think it was French fries in the Gatorade. I, I thought it was French fries, yeah. I think it was. But Cheez-Its, a close second. I'll give Cheez-Its a close second as far as the Gatorade bath post-game I'm not a big cheez guy. Yeah, we talked about it. I know, I you don't even know that they were, you said cheese it smooths. They're not even a product. <laughs> they should be. <laughs> no, they shouldn't. <laughs> the hell? Um, what? Okay, guys, guys. What are we paying? What are each of us paying to stay in this room for? What one are night? they paying me I'd to pay stay in that room? Out of the room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if I walk into a hotel room and that's my room, I will ask to get my room changed. <laughs> really? How are you supposed to sleep in that? What's I thought you were going to ask to live there permanently the to take up permanent residence. No. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> that's atrocious. What is it? The color scheme the throwing color you off? Scheme, yeah. How are you gonna sleep in that? Yeah, like just like you, you don't even bed. put a kid in that room. <laughs> 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 that is funny as hell. I used to, you get uh, some bedside Cheez-Its that appears. Oh yeah. Oh, a little late night snacking is it? Then they grumble up the Cheez-Its into snapped, and you drink those when you're thirsty. What in the world are you talking about? I don't know. But, okay, so listen to this. They said four players will be staying in these rooms. Now, they had the two bowl games, right? So they must have, I don't know. It looks like there's one bed in there. So they must have four of these, no, two of these rooms two, and then two bowl games, right? Is yeah. If that's my math serves me correctly here. Who do you think draws the short straw and stays in the cheese? But they're going to be getting a bag. Think about it like that. Whoever's staying in there, you're going to get a little tweet. You know, thanks for cheese it to let me stay in the cheesiest room around. Yeah. And then, you know, let me watch my bank account fill up. So is it really all that bad? I mean. It depends. Are they, how much? 
How much are we talking? Is that yeah, your question? How much are we talking? It's cheese it, so and I can't cheese it's got deep pockets. Is that an eye roll for cheese it? Ain't nobody eating cheese it, bro. bro. Except I for everyone here, everyone except for you. So I don't want to hear that cheese it slander. I would if they did at the smooths, but they don't, so <laughs> All right, that's enough of the that's enough of the cheese it talk. Yeah, get for these us. off our screen, dude. Ty, did you screen. did you find his name? You're gonna slander that guy on, he on has the podcast. No social media, and for good <laughs> reason. Are you serious? Yeah, for good reason. I looked him up. It was, that was it, that was his red shirt senior year. No, that's and bad. And you slip and fall on the two yard line. That's awful, dude. What's his name? Uh, Desmond Jackson. <laughs> Desmond Jackson. Jackson is living off the grid now. Oh, he has Sam Houston State. What? I think it was his redshirt senior year. He had yeah, another year. He said it was. I guess he redshirt senior this year. He left Oklahoma State, went to Sam Houston. He probably State. had to leave after that, you know, yeah. scenario went down. And he had ninety nine attempts for three hundred forty five yards, three yards a carry. How many tugs? Two. Hmm. Good for him, man. Good for him. It ain't good for him. Back. You don't leave Power <laughs> Five SBS to go to FCS to, to go get three hundred yeah. yards. You are one hundred percent correct in that one, but um. That's all I had for us today. That was a good one. I love the fact that you hadn't seen Drew get struck by lightning before you came on the show. That, was, that made it so okay, much better. I'll finish on this one. That was cheesy. Did <laughs> <laughs> it? Um, I love that, though. Let's but for all who uh, have made it this far, thank you funny. very much for watching. Thanks. Subscribe on the old YouTube. Hit a follow. Scra- Leave a review, huh? On the Spotify, the Apple Podcast. Really would appreciate that one. Um, any words of wisdom, Trevor, to send our viewers into this magical weekend? I don't really have anything. Just put me on the spot here. That was pretty lame. Have a great weekend. Enjoy yourself. Watch some football. Yep. There we go.